an urgent warning for cryptocurrency holders from JP Morgan, an unlikely source. I want to dive into that. We're going to be looking at the charts, big Bitcoin news, big altcoin news today as well. Lots going on in the altcoin space. And as always, thank you for joining me in these conversations talking about cryptocurrencies. It's an exciting time to be in the markets right now. If you're here, congratulations. You're well ahead of the herd and the herd will come back. It's only a matter of time, but we are the early ones at the watering hole. But slowly and surely, it will start to get busy. We're not quite there yet. So still very exciting times in the market for accumulating some of our favorite assets. The time to sell will come later. But man, has been some great times recently. And thank you, of course, to everyone who is joining this live conversation, whether here on YouTube or here on the X app. And of course, if you're listening to this later on the Spotify or Apple podcast, shout out as well. And of course, make sure to stick around to the end of this conversation where I'll be answering your questions. One of my favorite parts of these conversations actually is getting to talk to you guys. And of course, I'll be monitoring the chats while we go through the, the live stream here, but we will be answering those questions at the end. So save all your burning questions for that time. And let's get into it, man, without any further ado. Come on, Lark, let's talk crypto, man. Let's do it. So JP Morgan coming out with an urgent warning. The crypto market rally looks overdone. Stick a fork in it. It's over. He says bullish sentiment may be misplaced. JP frickin' Morgan, man, always out there with the psyops, aren't they? It's interesting. They're trying to get people to not be bullish. Stop being bullish. Yeah, there's a Bitcoin ETF coming, but your sentiment is misplaced, young one. Don't buy the Bitcoin. This is not the Bitcoin ETF hype that you're looking for. Okay, J.B. Morgan. Try to pull the wool over all of our eyes. I don't buy it. This is an interesting post here for us. Um, a DeFi investor quoting Sunshine here, who is the head of Grayscale. He says it's been a 10-year dress rehearsal. We are ready for the main event in reference, of course, to a Bitcoin freaking ETF. DeFi investor saying it seems like Grayscale CEO expects a spot Bitcoin ETF approval sooner than most people think. Of course, we had the spot ETH ETF application from BlackRock the other day. It's fascinating that you have these institutional players who are saying, oh, just calm down now. It's not a big deal. Don't get bullish. Watch out for the correction. Yeah, there's always going to be corrections in markets. Welcome to markets. But the reality of the Bitcoin ETFs, as we've discussed at great length here, of course, on the channel, very bullish implications, huge institutional money flood. So I say poo-poo to your predictions, JP Morgan. JP Morgan, these guys, you can't trust anything they say. You really can't. But then they know we can't trust anything they can say, so they psyop us to the next level thinking that we're going to use them as a counterindicator, but then they really do. I don't know. JP Morgan, man, just don't trust them. That's, that's long, long and short of that story. Now, Bitcoin has had a bit of a correction today. You've probably noticed if you've been watching the markets at all, we are now down, went down today, eight and a half percent from the recent high, you know, it's been a nice little correction. Correction was well, well due for, we hadn't had any significant corrections um, for quite a while now. We basically just been blasting higher for like a month. Very nice. We love seeing a bit of action in the markets. I love it. 
love it. You love it too. You know you do. 8%. I need to give you some perspective here. That is not a very big correction. It's a, it's a tiny correction. This is a correction for ants. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, sir. Remember that in a market cycle, seeing a 15, 20, 30% drawdown over a course of a couple of weeks, totally normal. Those are the kinds of drawdowns, though, that shake people out, that shake your confidence, make you go, man, I'm an idiot. I got to sell and get out now. The guys who said we're going to 10K were right. I'm going to buy, buy then. I'm going to sell now. Perspective. Perspective. Remember what's coming. The institutional flood of money. Remember the Bitcoin halving is coming up. Remember that adoption is taking off in a serious way. We are still on course for a billion users by like 2026. That's more than double the current user base. Perspective. But dips are for accumulating, of course. And uh, I did not actually accumulate any Bitcoin in this particular dip. My order is set much lower, actually. I'll down here at 30K, which may not happen. We'll see. Maybe I have to be patient for a little bit longer. 56, 57 days, 58 days, something like that now till January 10th when is basically large expectations are put anyway on the potential of Bitcoin ETF on or just before that date. We shall see, of course, if that's what plays out or not. But I, my look, my Bitcoin bags are pretty well packed, guys. Let's put it that way. I'd love to buy some more. Throw in a, a low bid order. You, it's crypto, man. You never know what happens. You wake up, there's some news story. Markets sell off in a panic. Five minutes later, they're back. But that bid fills. That bid fills. Hopefully. Let's see. Keep an eye on that. Altcoins, of course. If Bitcoin's down 8%, means altcoins are usually down a lot more. Here's our buddy Chainlink. Chainlink. New paradigm of everything. <laughs> uh, Chainlink down almost 20% today from those recent local highs. But you'll see this when Bitcoin moves 5, 10, or 15%, altcoins move 10, 20, 30, or more percent up and down, right? Altcoins tend to have a, a, a strong beta in relationship to the price of Bitcoin and the price action of Bitcoin. Bitcoin's like our, our North Star, our, our guide in the markets, what happens to Bitcoin tends to happen to the rest of the markets. It's our canary in the coal mine, if you will. Anyway, uh, got bids in for Chainlink as well, down at uh, 10 bucks actually. So I don't know if we're going to get those filled or not. We shall see. I told myself I wasn't going to buy any more Chainlink. But I said, ah, I get some more at 10 bucks. You know, that'll be fine too. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Look, corrections are normal. Corrections are a healthy part of any market cycle, and they should be anticipated, not feared, without a doubt. So this is an interesting one to share with you from CryptoCon. He says, we've reached the first light resistance on the MVRV. This is an on-chain indicator, this one. It says cycle mid-top at 45 to 48K, still in play. Mid-top moves are historically the most aggressive moves that come outside of a new Bitcoin all-time high. How long until the dam breaks and we flood into the red zone? That could be... Bitcoin ETF approval news. Maybe we get up to 48K. Remember, I've been saying for a long time, 48K is kind of my target for the year. We haven't got there yet. Still have six weeks. Look, if we don't get there and we only get up to 40K, well, you know, say la vie, if you will. I'm holding post-Bitcoin having. I'm holding well into the next cycle, and that's when we're going to be taking profits. You know, 
I think there'll be some people playing definitely that mid-top cycle narrative, but it's a dangerous narrative to play right now compared to previous cycles simply because of the reality. If we get a Bitcoin ETF approved, yeah, there could be a short sell the news after that. Like we pump up to 48K, comes back down to the mid-30s or something like the day after, two days after, three days after, whatever it might be. <sighs> you know, and then the reality sinks in that tens of billions of dollars are going to enter the market. That doesn't happen on day one, two or three or four or five or six. It happens over months, over years as pension funds, institutions, and all these big players, millionaires, billionaires, family offices, the works start getting access through these ETF products, which is what's going to happen. Interesting here from uh, Ali. He says that Bitcoin whales have been booking profits selling around 60,000 BTC over the past week. Pretty interesting data that he shared here. Bitcoin whales tend to tend to have a good tune with the market, if you will. So pretty interesting to see them doing some distribution of their holdings when the price got up over 36K the other day. Interesting bit of news here for you too. Swiss financial giant UBS now offering crypto ETFs to wealthy clients in Hong Kong. We've had other banks too. I think Standard Chartered was uh, also doing this. Another bank was HSBC. Also, yeah, HSBC, I think also doing this. So multiple banks in Hong Kong now offering their wealthy clients access to cryptocurrency ETF products that are now regulated and trading in Hong Kong. Those spot products are coming soon to Hong Kong markets as well. The appetite for wealthy Chinese money to get their hands on crypto is definitely there. It always has been. In spite of all the crackdowns we've seen over the years on cryptocurrency in China, this has always been the funniest thing for me. China remains one of the absolute biggest cryptocurrency markets in the world. Oh, it's all like gray market stuff. There's quasi things going on like bitcoin's got legal status in china but you're not really allowed to use exchanges so people cross into hong kong with suitcases full of cash and they buy bitcoin they come it back and they you know sell it in the back markets the back streets you know it's, it's crazy it's actually what's kind of going on to some extent but with these regulated products wealthy people not just in hong kong but in shanghai and uh, beijing and all these other places are going to be able to call up their banker in hong kong and say yo book me Book me uh, 10 of those Bitcoin ETFs, man. It's going to be great. That's how the money starts coming in. Other news out of Hong Kong. Hong Kong considering, considering, by the way, not fully decided yet, counting Bitcoin assets under its investment immigration program. Hmm. But they exclude real estate assets. That's because, of course, Bitcoin digital real estate can be taken with you anywhere in the world. Whereas if you have a property in... United States or Mexico or somewhere else, that property can be confiscated. The Bitcoin to bring it to Hong Kong with you. Well, you got your Bitcoin with you now, don't you? That's pretty interesting. China's largest board and card, a lot of China news today. China's largest board and card game company, Bo Yeah, to acquire $90 million of the Bitcoin in Ethereum, which I know, <clears throat> grand scheme of things, $90 million is not that much. But this is just another, once again, one more company buying Bitcoin and Ethereum. If every company in the world did this, if 
5% of the world's companies went out and bought $45 million worth of Bitcoin, you'd run out of Bitcoin overnight. Overnight. Slowly but surely, companies are waking up. People are seeing what Michael Saylor did. Michael Saylor, $1.2 billion in profits right now. Unrealized, obviously. But on his Bitcoin stack, how long will every company in the world continue to ignore this? Well, some companies aren't. And I know $45 million of Bitcoin is not the biggest purchase in the world, but it matters. It matters because it continues to social proof the reality of taking a Bitcoin strategy for your company's cash holdings. Pretty cool stuff. Now, before we get into the altcoin news, if you are a cryptocurrency trader, got yourself an account over on Bybit, best damn place to be trading cryptocurrency. You want to trade spot altcoins, they got you covered. You want to trade futures, they got you covered. Copy trading, they got you covered. Use the link down below. We're doing a lucky draw giveaway right now with Bybit. Thousands of dollars of prizes available. iPhone 15, Apple Watch, all that fun kind of stuff cash prizes as well. So check it out if you are a cryptocurrency trader using the first link in the description. Now, let's talk about altcoins, man. I like this post from Titan of Crypto. This is the total crypto market excluding Bitcoin. So all the altcoins, all the altcoins. We are having a MACD bull cross right now, right now. Very exciting. MACD bull crosses on the monthly tend to be more powerful indicators for the market. So this is very interesting. Last time that happened, by the way, late 2020. What happened in 2021? Mega altcoin season. Now, I want to keep in mind here, this doesn't mean it's going to happen overnight. It doesn't mean it's going to happen overnight. It can take some time for these things to start brewing. Just because we're getting the cross now doesn't mean instant, instant mega moon time for all altcoins. It means we're seeing a major change in trend. You can see we had the bear cross for the total altcoin market, again, excluding Bitcoin here, happen in January 2022. We had basically down only for a very long time that MACD indicator, and now it's reversing trend. Thus means it's starting a new trend. And that might take a year to play out, might take 18 months to play out before we see a bear cross come back in and then it's time to, you know, run away again. But still very, very, very interesting to see that playing out right now. Also, well, crypto's down today. Stock market's added $739 billion. Nice. Green day for stocks. Fantastic. Fantastic for stockholders, of course. Interesting that in spite of all the crazy out there in the world right now, right? The wars and the fears around oil prices and the rates and all of it, all of it, all these things we've talked about at length here over the past year and a half or whatever on the channel all this macro stuff. Markets pumping, don't care. NASDAQ right now is 6% away from a new all-time high. The markets refuse right now anyway to go risk off. Markets are risk on, baby. Let's do it. Let's do it. Can't make money or else. Get throw throw money in the stocks. Throw money in the crypto. I love it. I love it. Also, a bit of a funny story yesterday. We had a false rumor. It's very quickly squashed to this rumor. We had a false rumor that BlackRock was launching an XRP ETF. Some. 
some clown somewhere got this got this to put out and uh yeah the price of xrp pumped a little bit and then it was immediately squashed this rumor went back down we're gonna see this we're gonna see a lot of um disinformation being served up online we've already seen it it's going to continue to happen the ability with which rumors spread on social media and the quickness with which they are believed and acted upon with almost no verification. I mean, we live in the world of you read a headline and that's, that is now the truth, whatever the headline says. Crazy stuff. Be careful out there. Be careful with the information you're seeing. Be a bit, be a bit um, pessimistic. Uh, when you see these kind of news stories come out, because there is a lot of disinformation going on out there. There is a lot of these fake stories like this happening, and we're going to continue to see it because as long as people can find a way to manipulate prices and benefit from it, they're going to do it. So be careful, guys. Interesting. Uh, Blunt's Capital here pointing out that uh, the FTX estate has been selling between 250000 to seven hundred thousand solana every day for the last two weeks which is insane because obviously there was a lot of fear around this big sell-off that the ftx estate was uh going under and the price of solana did not care the solana traders did not care the solana investors did not care the solana apes did not care in spite of all that selling the price went wild. Now, in a more bearish scenario, the price would have been absolutely slaughtered. But because markets are turning bullish, even bad news doesn't really matter anymore. Good news can be overly reacted upon. Bad news can be swept under the carpet to an extent, as this was. A lot of selling happened and nobody cared. It was just absorbed by the market and all the bullish rage that was going on. We're also seeing the Solana ecosystem taking off once again. So the Jupiter Exchange now back into the top five decentralized exchanges by 24-hour trading volume. $200 million uh, traded in the last 24 hours. So that, interesting. Interesting to see the Solana ecosystem starting to make a comeback. Now, I talk about this a bit in this week's uh, newsletter, but one of the interesting things here is that the Solana ecosystem plays, we've seen Solana, the main asset, go crazy. But Solana ecosystem plays could be the next play that uh, people start looking at, especially all the Solana holders who are now enjoying the wealth effect of having had their asset go up by multiple hundreds of percent. They can now go and start using Marinade Finance. They can go and start using the Jupiter Exchange. They can use the Orca Exchange and start speculating on these assets, providing liquidity, all this kind of stuff, which starts to have a virtuous cycle of people making even more money, having bigger wealth effect, throwing more money into the ecosystem, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Just a thought that I was having the other day. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, Thorchain as well. Thorchain as well. Uh, becoming the third largest DEX as uh, Rune surges. So we've seen a lot of... A lot of uh, new users coming in over the Thor chain as well. I don't think it's number five. Uh, currently gone back down a little bit, but still, it did surge all the way up to number three. So that's that's pretty interesting. That's pretty interesting. We're seeing 
new exchanges. Well, not the Thorchains, new Thorchains around. Gosh, you know, I did a, I did, I was an interview with Thorchain guys. I can't remember interview or a, a review for them back in like, must have been 2019, 2019. They've been around for a while. Thorchain's been around for a while, to be clear. They're not, you know, new on the scene, but to see them gaining so much traction and in terms of a new player, I mean, to see somebody finally starting to really come up and challenge Uniswap and PancakeSwap. Uniswap, in a lot of ways, a lot of ways, I feel like Uniswap really doesn't deserve the top position. There's so many exchanges out there that are so much better to use than Uniswap. And I know Uniswap's been trying to do more and add new features and all this stuff, but, and it does have some unique characteristics that make it good. But then you go and use like Trader Joe, for example, like, oh, it's so good. It's so good compared to using Uniswap or you can use Thorchain to do cross-chain swaps, right? Go from Ethereum over to the Bitcoin and other chains. And that's a great experience for people. That's what people want. It, to some extent, is really starting to challenge the centralized exchanges. Now, I know getting people off of the centralized exchanges is the challenge in of itself. But slowly and surely, people are learning how to use MetaMask wallets and all that kind of stuff. And they are getting on chain. But just one quick uh, word of warning here as well. I got another one of those just utterly depressing messages yesterday. And I, I hate it. I hate it so much. And it makes me upset every time it happens. One of our community members uh, from the newsletter, he wrote through and said that his MetaMask got hacked. He lost 60% of his cryptocurrencies that were sitting there. It pisses me off, man. It pisses me off. I hate seeing it happen. You know, it's just a good dude trying to, trying to do the right thing, trying to participate in stuff trying new things out and boom, you get slammed, slammed to the ground. You're out there trying new stuff and you have to remember to really take your security super, super seriously. I know I do. I feel like I do a PSA on this almost like every episode these days in the live streams, but man, it's so important because I keep getting messages from you guys saying you got hacked, or you lost your crypto, or I keep seeing news about an exchange being hacked, or I keep seeing news about DeFi protocol being hacked. Like you got to be careful with your coins. You got your main stack of coins, you put them on a hardware wallet and you take that seed phrase from the hardware wallet, write it down with a piece of pen and paper, stick it somewhere safe. You have a MetaMask wallet, you use that for playing around, man. It's your fun time wallet. You know, you can go and try and farm airdrops and stuff with it. Use different addresses, guys. Use, you know, keep things separated out a little bit. So if one address gets exploited to some kind of malicious uh, smart contract approval, which is what happened to this guy, he approved a smart contract that was able to drain his entire wallet. I don't know if that's because the site that he went on was a mirrored site or whatever it is. We didn't get super deep into the uh, how exactly it happened, but... You got to be super careful, guys. You got to be super careful. Be, chances are you are not anywhere nearly paranoid enough about people stealing your damn crypto. Because when you when you get off chain, this is the problem. And this is this is one of the things that drives me crazy about crypto because we want people to get off the centralized exchanges. And when you get off the exchanges and you get on chain, you enter into a new realm of danger, which is why people are afraid to leave centralized exchanges in the first place. A bit of common sense will get you a long way, right? Take your security seriously, hardware wallets, have uh, hot wallets that you're using for certain purposes. It takes a bit of management, takes a bit of planning, but you can do it safely.
Because if you are playing around on chain, chances are at some point, one of the protocols you're using is going to be hacked. So you never want to put all your money into one protocol. Uh, chances are something's going to happen. So always just assume that something could happen. And when you operate on that semi-paranoid uh, assumption when using on-chain stuff, you're probably going to be safe. Be safe, guys. Be safe. Okay. Public service announcement over for today. I just, I can't stress that enough. I, I hate seeing it. It drives me crazy. It's It hurts, you know, because it's just, I want you guys to succeed. I want you to get rich. I want you to reach your financial goals. And if some bastard takes your coins, because of one little mistake that you make, makes it a lot harder for it to happen. So, Okay, where are we up to? Uh, this is an interesting one from Emperor Osmo. Over the past week, total inflows into Arbitrum surpassed the combined inflows of the next 10 chains. Yo! Yo, Arbitrum! Arbitrum! Of course, a lot of people paying attention to Arbitrum right now because they've been passing um, a new stimulus program, basically, where they're uh, putting a bunch of Arbitrum incentives into the hands of top Arbitrum applications, and they're mostly uh, redistributing those to the communities. So people are bringing money back over there to try and farm those uh, new incentives. So Arbitrum has largely maintained its position as the leader in the layer two space. Obviously, lots of up and comers beyond Arbitrum that want some of that market share, whether it be Linea or ZK Sync or Base or this one. Look at this. Today it was announced with collaboration of Polygon. Shout out to Polygon that OKX, OKX, one of the biggest crypto exchanges in the world, 50 million users, 22 million of them monthly active users, that they are launching an Ethereum layer two. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it these days. Bybit's got one. Coinbase has got one. Kraken is reportedly uh, launching one as well. Everyone's going to do it, man. All the cool kids are doing it. Come on, exchanges. Come on, exchanges. It's only a matter of time before the rest of them do it. Anyway, this is good news. This is exciting news. Because more competition is good. More options are good. And we are going to continue to see that Layer 2 space take off. And there will be consolidation. A lot of these Layer 2s won't get huge traction and huge user bases. Arbitrum, for example, has no relationship to any exchanges and continues to be number one in the layer two space. Pretty interesting, though. Pretty interesting. I, I like to see it. I like to see that um, we are getting more and more of these exchanges recognizing that the future is on chain. Because the future is on chain. And centralized exchanges, they fill the gap between now and then. Which is important which is important. We need the centralized exchanges right now. But more and more, you can do more and more things on chain, which is good, which is good. And having the on-chain capabilities is going to put you ahead of most of the retail people who come in over the next 18 months. Sure, some of them will play on chain too. But if you can get on chain, you can get those newly listed coins in many cases before they even list on exchanges. Now, stuff like Celestia, it came out the other day. And what did it do? It went straight to the big centralized exchanges, straight on by uh, straight on Binance and all the other big guys, right? It's not always the case. A lot of these altcoins will come out and they will hit 
decentralized exchanges first and then only be listed on the centralized exchanges later on. So the people who get in early get the big profits, essentially. Uh, Dahi Freeland says, do you know that there's someone on Facebook posing as you? They have a bunch of followers too. Yeah, yeah, it's not surprising. It happens a lot, unfortunately. Um, actually, my Facebook account is currently uh, banned for some reason, probably by those people. They probably got me banned. They probably reported me as an impersonator. And of course, Facebook has like zero customer support, so it's going to take a long time to get it back. But um, yeah, it's unfortunate that there are so many scammers out there, guys. You got to be careful. A lot of people impersonating influencers, you know, impersonating big names too. Always, again, be careful with your, your coins. You know, Elon Musk is not going to be sliding into your DMs being like, hey, do you want, do you want to do help, help some help binding Bitcoin? That might sound obvious and silly to you guys. But people fall for it. People fall for it. If, if they didn't fall for it, it wouldn't work. That's why there are still Nigerian print scams to this day. And people still fall for Nigerian print scams to this damn day. Gosh darn, man. Gosh darn. Anyway, before we get into the Q&A session, guys, real quick note. If you're not signed up to the Wealth Master newsletter yet, you got to get it checked out best damn newsletter in crypto if i may say so myself i know i'm biased but it is really the best damn newsletter every single week you're going to get all kinds of alpha straight to your inbox altcoin alpha the latest news airdrop alpha nft alpha DeFi alpha technical analysis much much more you got to get signed up guys it's gosh darn free join our 85,000 weekly readers link in the description 